first reading is Exodus 16, verses 1 to 8. This can be found on page 73 in your church Bibles. The whole Israelite community set out from Elim and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat round pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert, starved this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other day other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, in the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said, you will know that it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening, and all the bread you want in the morning, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. The second reading is Luke 11, verses 2 to 4. It can be found on page 1042 in your church Bibles. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Morning. Um, I hope you've all got your activity packs like you're going to be jealous if you haven't got one, so go and get them now. They're at the back. I'm telling you, you're going to be jealous later on. You will. Um, my name's Stephen. I'm the youth minister here at the church. Lovely to see you all. Um, and I am a nerd. Right? I'm a nerd. And it feels good to get it off my chest finally. Like, um, I like board games and rule books that are over 100 pages long. Like, I, I like all those weird TV shows and movies with Star in the title, Star Wars, Star Trek, even Stargate. Um, and, and I like Doctor Who. Because of the time travel. Like, I, 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 I'm fascinated by time travel. It, it, like, what would happen if you met yourself? Could you like, meet four of yourselves if you all came back at the same point? Like, like, it's amazing, it's incredible. Can you alter history? And this fascination started at a young age. Because in year six, um, I forced the entire class on the last day of school to watch a crusty old VHS of Doctor Who. And so, I'm going to inflict that same pain on you all this morning. Be excited. And we're going to time travel this morning. How exciting is that? Um, because to truly appreciate this part of the Lord's Prayer, we need to do two things. We need to go back in time from that moment Jesus said those words, and then we need to go forward in time from that moment Jesus said those words, which is also confusingly back in time for us. Um, so, so you geeks out there are like rubbing your hands with glee, going, yes, this is so exciting. Time travel, can't wait. Um, before we do that, I'm going to pray. Father God, help us to understand what this part of the Lord's Prayer means. Help us to uh, get to grips with what it is and to get excited about it, Father, for it is awesome, awesome news. Amen. Now, before we travel, just a quick word about bread. Right? Bread in the Bible, well, it's not literally a baguette or a loaf of sliced bread, no. no. Bread in the Bible symbolises our basic needs. It, it stands for food, clothing, housing, warmth, friends, whatever else we need to live. And so, in this part of the Lord's Prayer, as John Calvin says, we ask not only for what serves to feed and clothe us, 
but for everything that God recognizes and knows is good and useful for us. So keep that in the back of your minds as we go back in time. So are you ready? Let's go. Oh. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Now we're going. Now we're moving. Nice. And, and, and we've landed back in Exodus. If you're there, chapter 16, verse, uh, page 73 of the Bibles. Um, and in this part of Exodus, God's people, around one and a half million of them, have just been freed from slavery in Egypt. And they're there in a desert, of, the desert called Sin in verse 1. And if you've ever been to a desert, you know two things. Number one, they're really hot. And number two, there's not much greenery around in the desert. And so those two things combined together, well, that means there's not much food. There's not much munch for these guys out there. And we read in Exodus 16, verse 2, In the desert, the whole Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died in Egypt! There we sat around pots of meat and ate all what we wanted. But you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. These guys are hungry and they're moaning. Uh, And often, like those Israelites, we complain and moan, don't we? We complain and moan as we look at what we don't have. We say things like, oh, school is the worst. I hate being in year five. I can't wait to be in year six. Or, Or we say, work is so stressful and so frustrating. I've got the worst boss. I want a different job. Or even about church, we say, that service was far too long, far too boring. That Stephen just drones on and on and on and on. Like, I want to be in a different church. We moan. And just like the Israelites, it's like we've forgotten just how much God has given to us. Because for them, he had just freed them from horrible, torturous slavery in Egypt. And they're moaning. And for us, well, he gives us everything that we have. Everything is a gift from God. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Your job, your school, your friends, even the breath you breathe, the, the sleep you sleep, the, the food you eat, all of that is a gift from God. And so whenever we do moan and grumble and complain, we are, Exodus 16 verse 8, grumbling against the Lord. So this week, please watch your words. Like, stop looking at what God hasn't given you and start noticing all that he has. Don't be known as a moaner. Sorry for names moaning out there. Um, don't despise God's lavish generosity on you. Don't ignore what he's, what he's not given you. And back to the story, because despite their moaning, we read in verse 4, God says, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. Like God's grace and generosity are right here on show for us. It's a picture of a monsoon of bread. And so, that night, all God's people go to sleep in their tents. And this is your chance, if you've got an activity pack, to put your blindfolds on. Yeah, if you haven't, you've got to pretend to sleep by closing your eyes. Yeah, thank you for the front row, that's good news. Um, and so they go to sleep, blindfolds on, they, they fall asleep in their tents. And in the morning, they wake up, eyes open, blindfolds off. Uh, And they went outside, and guess what? The ground is literally covered in bread from heaven. I'll clean this up, cleaning team, I'm very sorry. Um, The the ground is literally covered in bread from heaven. There's stuff called manna. Um, You can open your little packs in in your things as well now. Um, And the Bible describes this bread like thin flakes of frost that taste like honey. We call them frosties. Um, 
Uh, and like, there is so much bread that everyone had enough. Everyone had everything they needed. And the next day, they go to sleep. And in the morning, on the ground, guess what? There'd be more bread from heaven. I'll clean it up, I'm sorry. Um, and, and the next day, guess what? They go to sleep, and they wake up, and there's... Oh, I've got loads, but I went... Oh, there we go. There's more bread from heaven. Sorry, Don, you have to walk in this later. Um, so much bread every day, everything that they needed. So if you've got the Frosties, you can eat them. That's breakfast for you. Little gift. Um, now you're all jealous, you can get a pack. I told you that they're out there. Um, so God generously gives his people everything they need. They were in desperate need and only God could have fed them and he did because God generously gives us everything we need. So that's this part of the Lord's Prayer. God generously gives us everything we need and so he provides for us even when we feel completely helpless or when we're going through hard and horrid rough patches of life like the Israelites in the desert. It it, it might be uh, for you KO guys exams coming up. It might be a scary situation like you, year six, is starting year seven next uh, in September. In those times, pray, give us our daily bread. Because asking God for strength to get you through that day or that next moment of time. Because actually, like this week for me has been pretty rough and pretty hard. Like, I've felt pretty broken and had nothing left. And in those times, you know what I've been praying? I've been praying those words of the Lord's Prayer. I've been praying, give us our daily bread. Because God gives us everything we need. And if you notice back in Luke, that part of the Lord's Prayer is rude, isn't it? Like, there's no please in there. There's no nice platitudes. It's downright rude, but it's the desperate, bold cry of a person who is in absolute need. Um. Uh, and one of my years on a Christian summer camp when I was 16, um, we had a hunt the leader in Yeovil. And hunt the leader, for those of you who don't, don't know, is when leaders dress up in wacky costumes and they go and scatter and then we go and find them. Like Yeovil must have hated that Thursday every year because we were manic. Um, and, and, and so one of my leaders, one of them, Martin, he had the best hiding spot ever. He dressed up with mud on his face, put a big coat on, hood over his head, sat outside Burger King with an empty bottle filled with a bit of water and a newspaper over his lap. He dressed up like a homeless person. And like, we had no idea where he was for so long. And then we found him last five minutes. And I was like, wow, Martin, that really suits you. I'm not, I wasn't very like, political correct in those days. But I was like, that really suits you, Martin. Because uh, it did. And, but in some ways, actually, that should suit us all. Because we are all helpless, desperate beggars before God. We all are. Like this part of the Lord's Prayer is meant to remind us that we are in desperate need of the daily bread that God gives because without it, well, we wouldn't be around. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be alive. So my challenge for you as a church, for us as a church, is to pray these words every morning in your homes. And as you pray them, Remember two things. Remember, firstly, remember who you are when you say those words. Remember that, that, that we are bold beggars crying out because we cannot get through the day without God's generous and lavish gifts to us. And we say those words because we realize how helpless we are without him. 
And secondly, as you pray those words, remember who God is. That he is the generous, lavish, giving God. Who, 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 like, so say these words with wonder, amazed that daily God would give you so much stuff that you don't deserve. Like, 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 don't be known as someone who moans, grumbles, and complains. Be known as a thankful person who's praising God for what they've got. See, we are in desperate need, and our God generously gives us everything we need. And if you've got the, the activity packs onto page two of the activity packs, turn them over. There's more fun to do there. Very exciting. Um, and remember, we're time traveling, uh, going back, last time we went back in time, we saw that God generously gives us everything we need. Before we go forward in time, which is still back in time, um, we're going to have a little vote. Hands up, who likes a good buffet? Oh, oh fast, fast forward this. There we go. Hands up. Yeah? Nice, there we go. Like, buffets are great, aren't they? Like, like glorious amounts of glistening food, fried chicken, Chinese noodles, pizza, pasta, the works. Like, I used to be a buffet fiend. And there were two things I used to go for. Just two things. Chips and ice cream. Like, chips and ice cream. So I'd load my plate up with a mountain of chips, like thinking, this is what I want. This is what I need. Get a bowl full, massive heaps of ice cream. And then Mother Demetrio... She'd slowly saunter along behind me, throwing off the chips, putting on some chicken, putting on some greenery, putting on some other food group stuff. And she's like, she'd make sure that I had all the major food groups on my plate. She'd make sure that I had exactly what I needed. And, and for us, life can be like a huge glistening buffet. Like, 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 we see people living relaxed, easy lives. We see people living in massive houses with beautiful cars. We see people shopping at Waitrose all the time. And, and, and we think, we think, I want that. I want all of that. And so we get annoyed at God when he doesn't give it to us. We, we, we get upset when we haven't ha- had that easy life, when we haven't got that beautiful house or the car, and when money's tight. We get upset and annoyed at God because we think we need it. But God gives us exactly what we need, which is not always what we want. Like my mum taking things off my plate. Well, God gives us stuff that's good for us because he sees the bigger picture. And remember I said that bread is the basic need of all humans, like food, warmth, friends, all that stuff. But above and beyond, like, we all human beings have one most desperate need. One most desperate and important need. The bigger picture. The most important need of any human being is to be saved and to be friends with God. And we're in such desperate need because we can't do anything to make it happen. The Bible in Romans 5 verse 10 calls us enemies of God. We are God's enemies, naturally. And so actually, if you look at things from God's perspective, our one and only need is to be saved and to be friends with God. Everything else we have in life is God's lavish generosity on top of that. It's like that free case you get with an iPhone. Like you don't really want it, but you've got it. Like a tiny little perk, but not what you actually need. Because the God who generously gives us all of that good stuff we enjoy in this life, he also gives us exactly what we need 
to be saved and to be friends with him. And that's the bigger picture. So, we're going to go back in time to the future from that moment to see exactly what God has given us to save us and make us friends with him. So are we ready? See if this works this time. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Nice. There we go. Back in time. Lovely. Brilliant. Um, and we've landed here at the cross. Because on the cross we see Jesus. Jesus, God's one and only Son, dying a horrible, painful, torturous death. And right there, in the midst of the most horrific execution of all time, we see God giving us exactly what we need. As Jesus died on that cross, he died the death that we should have, so that we can be saved. And be friends with God. There is no other way. Like God's lavish generosity is to give us his very own son. In John chapter 6, uh, Jesus says this. He says, I am the living bread who came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Jesus, the living bread, gave up his life so that we could live forever with God. So that we can be saved and friends with God by trusting Him. So as we say these words in the Lord's Prayer, give us each day our daily bread, we are reminded of Jesus, our living bread, who on the cross gave up His life to save and sort out our most desperate need. So if you don't know God, then this is still your biggest and your greatest need. Your greatest need, and you cannot do it alone. Like You cannot save yourself. You cannot be friends with God on your own, by your own efforts. You can't. If you don't know God, well, please, I beg you to get to know him. Um, and, and if you want to get to know him, speak to us after the service. We're running courses to look at who Jesus is. If you're a bit older, if you're a bit younger, um, keep coming to KO, to Rooter, to Explorers, because we'll tell you all about Jesus and the good news about him. Because the only way to be saved and be friends with God is by trusting Jesus, the bread of life, who died for us. And for those of us who are trusting Jesus, who are loving Jesus. Well, as we say those words in the Lord's Prayer, we remind ourselves again what God has given to us, who God has given to us. We remind ourselves of Jesus dying on the cross. We remind ourselves again of our desperate need for which we could do nothing about. Because as Christians, we never, ever, ever move on from that thing up on the screen. We never move on from the cross. We never move on from Jesus. We remember how much we need him. We remember that it's not by our efforts that we're saved, it's by his death. Every day we need him. And so, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, well, it's kind of like we're saying this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us Jesus every day. Give us Jesus every day. Because that is our greatest need. And so, why not? In your homes, when you're praying the Lord's Prayer, um, 
pray this version of the Lord's Prayer. Um, for those of you who've got the activity pack, again, another benefit for having this pack, it's written out for you to pray at home. Pray it, and as you pray it, remember what Jesus has done. And remember and be thankful that God gave up the life of his own son so that we could be saved and be friends with him. Give us Jesus every day because that is our greatest need. And so this part of the Lord's Prayer tells us two things. That God gives us everything that we need and God gives us exactly what we need. He's given us his son. He's given us Jesus. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for Jesus, the living bread, who gave up his life on a cross so that we could live, be saved, and be friends with you. Thank you for your lavish generosity. As we pray those words in the Lord's Prayer, um, would you remind us of just how much you've given us? You've given us Jesus, and that is amazing. Amen.